Where's the personal in personal finance? We'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. Is everybody ready for the Mind Dog to make the show? Start the clock. And welcome, my friends, to yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here as always. I apologize for the uh, late start, a little bit of a, a technical difficulty there, but we're we're glad to be with you now. Uh, I got to start by doing the same thing I've been doing for the last 17 days, and you're probably sick of it, I know, but it's something I've committed to, and I've got to see it through to the end. Uh, as you know, uh, 19 days ago now, uh, Chris Burris from SES uh, Research was with me. Uh, he has a new product. Uh, he has a product out, not a new product, uh, called My Vital C. My Vital C is a supplement which Chris claims can prolong your life by ninety percent or more, which is essentially doubling your lifespan, which is an extraordinary claim. But beyond that, uh, the uh, uh, lab animals it was tested on actually not only prolong their lives, uh, they lived tumor-free for that double lifespan and uh, had better quality of life. Now, how do you measure the, the quality of life of a lab rat? Well, that's uh, anybody's guess. I don't really know. But he made these extraordinary claims, and the claim, uh, humans have been using this now. The FDA approved it in 2013. Humans have been using it for seven years, almost seven years now, with great results, all claiming great results, better energy, more energy, better sleep, uh, better clarity of thought, I don't know how you measure your own clarity of thought. Again, that's uh, pretty subjective. I never really stopped to think about the clarity of my thought. How's the clarity of my thought today? A little, little cloudy. Uh, but so I said to, to Chris at the time, I was skeptical. Being the skeptic that I am, extraordinary uh, claims require extraordinary proof. He said, how about this? How about I send you a bunch of the free products and uh, you'll try it for six to eight weeks. Have me back and we'll discuss your results live on air. I said, that's a good idea. I lo- I'm down with that. So I've been doing it now for 17 days and 17 nights, uh, twice a day. Uh, and for the most part, I have felt more energy. I have to say that. And for, for the most part, I have been sleeping better. There have been a couple of days where uh, off days where I just didn't feel anything from it. And it's quite possible all of this is due to placebo effect rather than the actual drink itself. But I'm going to see it through. He's going to come back October 29th at 1 p.m. And we're going to review my results live on air. Now, why am I doing it on air? Uh, two reasons. I want to hold myself accountable. I feel like if I don't do it on air every day that I might forget about it and then the whole experiment will be for naught. And the other part is just to have some video proof that I did, in fact, uh, go through with this every day. So it comes in two forms, a shot form and a little squeeze tube portable thing. Uh, so in the, in the day, I'm doing these little, like, NyQuil shots. And at night, I'm doing the little squeeze thing and, and seeing it through. So it's really quick. I'm going to do it really quick. I have to take it with a water chaser because it tastes terrible. And it's just that simple. And we can move on now. I will be recommending to him that they do something about making it taste less than horrible because it does taste quite horrible. Uh, And if they can make cough syrup taste less than horrible, they should be able to make this less than horrible. 
that was not a paid sponsorship or an advertisement in any way, uh, and I want to make that clear. It's just a product demo. We're going to have them back October 29th at 1 p.m., and we're going to review the results. Okay, FunWise Capital is my sponsor for today. FunWise Capital, a lender matching platform that gets you the best lines of credit, credit, <laughs> credit guaranteed. You can apply online in 60 seconds or less, and there's no effect to your credit score to see how much you can get. Use the funding for anything you need to start or grow your business. You heard me correctly. I said start or grow your business. If you don't have a business yet, but you got a solid business plan, they can help you get money, get funds. Get the best funding you can qualify for. Their uh, strategic strategic lender matching platform searches through hundreds of lenders to find the very best possible option for your unique situation. They have hundreds of five-star reviews on Google, Trustpilot, and Facebook, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They provide unsecured lines of credit at 0% interest for 9 to 15 months, unsecured term loans, loans based on income, short-term gap funding or bridge loans. They work with real estate, startups, as I already mentioned, franchises, restaurants any kind of business any kind of project to get started it's really simple you just go to apply.funwise.com slash mind dog that's apply.funwise.com slash mind dog i do appreciate you patronizing my sponsors we're going to talk about uh finance uh, again today personal finance um financial management uh, getting a hold of your financial destiny. Uh, and I know we talk about that a lot, but we, get, we we come at it from a lot of different perspectives. And my guest today has got another unique uh, perspective on it. John Stodge's career in finance began uh, on Wall Street nearly 25 years ago and took him from banks to money management to head funds before he landed at a sushi kitchen. <laughs> His experience taught him that the financial service industry is full of people interested more in getting what they can from their clients than in serving them. And with that in mind, he is on a mission to redefine the way financial advisors operate and to help ordinary people find advisors who have their best interest in mind. In particular, he can discuss uh, adjusting to cope with the pandemic and it's economic fallout, which is really, really important right now. And uh, we're going to talk about both from the financial and emotional aspect. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce him to you. Please open your ears, open your mind, and help me welcome in John Stodge to the Mind Dog TV podcast. John, welcome. Oh, well, thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me. I appreciate uh, being here. It's great to have you here. So, as I mentioned, we talked to a lot of uh, financial people on this program and uh different different thoughts different attitudes different perspectives all all leading to the same idea that people just suck managing their own money <laughs> um so the idea of of managing your money um you have to have some money before you can manage it yes <laughs> in in theory um but if you're not managing um, if you're not managing your financial life, you're, you, you probably won't get to the point where you have that money to manage. So, uh, it, it is really all, all of a piece. Actually, It, it sounds a little chicken, egg, chicken and eggish to me. Yeah. Uh, somebody, it, said, it, <laughs> somebody on the program the other night said chicken and horse, and it just kind of threw me for a little, <laughs> what are you, I've never seen a chicken race or horse. Uh, but, um, so how, how early do you, you know, you're talking to people right out of college should start considering a financial plan for their future. For sure, um, and I don't mean like a financial plan, like you would go to a financial planner and have and have to have them, you know, pay anybody to put to put something together. Uh, um, but you should have a plan, and you you should give some thought to to where you want to go and what you want to do, because um, you know, t- 
early in your life, time is your friend. Um, and, and later on in life, it's your enemy. But, but so the earlier you can get uh, involved in doing anything, and that, and that thing to me is mainly saving money um, and, and, uh, and not spending it on, on things you don't have to spend it on. I'm, I'm not a, I don't advocate being a miser. Um, or, or, or cheating yourself out of the experiences that life have to, has to offer. But, but just to know that, you know, the more you can keep from going into other people's pockets, the better off you'll be later on. You mean by, by going into other people's pockets, you mean credit? It could be credit. It could be, well, so, so any, I'll tell you the way I think about it is, is any fee that you pay to anybody else. So that's, that could be fees and interest to credit card lenders, um, that could be, uh, fees to, and commissions to insurance agents that could be, uh, fees to financial planners, frankly. Uh, and so anything that you could avoid paying out, uh, is, is just going to help you because that's a guaranteed return. Um, and there aren't, there, there basically aren't any other types of guaranteed returns out there, but, but if you could avoid spending your dollar, that's a guaranteed return of that dollar to your pocket. Well, uh, you, you said a couple of things I want to unpack there because yeah, yeah. You, talk, you talked about savings in the beginning. And, I, uh, you know, traditional savings accounts are at a ridiculously low interest rates right now. And after the, the most recent financial advisor I had on the program, I got a ton of emails and, and actually a couple of phone calls of people saying, uh, I'm not really, I don't want a savings account. I'd rather be, I'd rather keep my money in, in, in my mattress. And literally, mm-hmm. people have said that. Uh, so, w- when you talk about savings, what do you what do you do? You, do you recommend? You're not going to recommend the sa- uh, basic savings account in a bank, are you? Because that's not really. Uh, I mean, it, it's better than I think putting it in your mattress, obviously. <laughs> but uh, the, the the rates right now are so small that you, you're not going to you gonna your money's not going to really work for you there, is it? Yeah, all that's true. I mean, you know, rates are low. Um, you know, I'm I'm not a financial prognosticator, but uh, if you had to, if somebody you know put a gun to my head and said, "What do you think is going to happen?" I don't expect rates to go up anytime soon. Um, and so, yeah, uh, you're not going to make money, but you need your money uh, in a safe place, as you say. Um, and it could be a bank, it could be uh, it could be some sort of uh, investment uh, company like a brokerage. Uh, it could be just, uh, it could literally be saving um, in your mattress. That's not going to cost you any money right now, but that's not a very safe way to, <laughs> right. to keep your money. Um, but when I talk about saving, I'm, I'm not really, fo- I don't really want to focus on on wh- what's the way to maximize your, your return because of, um, you know, again, those things change. You know, what I'm thinking about is is a mindset that people need to or ideally have, which is simply, and it sounds simple, but like the, like the, like many simple things, it's very difficult to implement. It's just simply spending less than you take in and, right. and then, and then putting that leftover money somewhere. Um, and, and sometimes while you're saving and, 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 and you know, not everybody can, can afford to save a ton every two weeks. Uh, or every paycheck, it doesn't matter. Um, but every little bit you put away and maybe at a step time you say, okay, well, it takes me, maybe it takes me six months to save $500. It doesn't matter. I'm just making numbers up. But once you get to that, that number that you felt that you you were targeting, then put that somewhere, um, where, where maybe it can work 
for you long term. And there are ways nowadays, thankfully, with uh, technology and stuff. You can buy fractional shares of, of, of stocks. You can buy funds. I don't actually recommend anybody buy individual stocks, but you can do these things. You can, you can start to access uh, the financial markets outside of just a savings account. So, so being a people person that you are more concerned with the people than, than the markets and stuff, <laughs> uh, it all begins with a, with a realistic budget, right? It really does. No, it, it totally does. Um, and the, I'm a, I'm big fan of, of, of making budgets for yourself. Uh, and again, not, not controlling budgets, not the kind of budgets that, that, that when you, that make you feel guilty if you do, you know, want to stop by for a cup of coffee at the, at your corner, uh, coffee shop or, uh, or whatever. But what you do need to do is you need to have an idea of, how much you're going to have left over. Ideally, there's something left over at the end of each month um, for that goal, that savings goal that hopefully you're setting up. And until you do a budget uh, for yourself, you won't really know what that's going to be. You might think to yourself, oh, geez, I should have 250 bucks left over at the end of the month that I can then put into long-term savings. But then the end of the month comes and either there isn't anything in there or maybe you've you haven't paid off your credit card bill that month. And, and so something's off. Uh, right. And the only thing that can, that can allow you to figure out what that thing is, is the budget. Um, because then you can go through it. You can say, well, what did I forget? And, 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 and I've worked with folks where, where that, that does happen. They not to pick on coffee. Cause I, I drink some fancy <laughs> coffee sometimes, but, but, you know, and, and of course a lot of people write articles, oh, don't buy the latte or else you'll never become a millionaire or, just buy the latte you know it's 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 kind of funny now but that being said it's true i've had more than one client who thought they were going to have x dollars available at the end of the month and then they realized they spent 50 or to 100 dollars each week uh on you know fast food and coffee and they didn't even yeah. know it and so those are things that's when i say make a budget like it's just to figure out where you should be how you should get there and and I'm not saying cut out the coffee, but I'm just saying calculate it in there if you like it. <laughs> right. And, and I think that what I got from what you just said is um, th it's okay to evolve and realize that, oh, I made a mistake and uh, uh, let your budget evolve and correct it over time. I, I think a lot of people get discouraged, and, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong in this, but I think a lot of people get discouraged in that they set a budget, they don't make that budget, and then they give up. This is just nonsense. This isn't for me. It's too much work, and it's not working out for me and whatever. Instead of saying what you just said, where did I go wrong? What did I miss? What did I forget? Make the adjustments, and then the next month you come closer to your target. Even if you don't hit it then, now you make some more corrections. So it can take you time, but to get on that budget is really, really important, right? Yeah, I you couldn't you couldn't have said it better uh, because of you don't want. There's no reason to be discouraged about money. People have lots of uh, hangups uh, about money. And, you know, they're, they're, they, they don't trust people that work with money. They, they don't think they're ever going to have enough money. Um, all those things, you, you name it. And most of these things are, are negative, negative hangups. Um, there are some, some, some positive ones, obviously, if you could be positive about you think that good things are coming your way, that's all positive. But, but we, as, as many of these negative hangups that, that I can help um, folks sort of you know, drop away or get rid of. Um, it's just going to make it easier uh, 
or at least it should, in theory, make it easier going forward. Right. Well, this interview uh, has the, I don't know if it's a benefit or or, or a um, whatever the opposite of benefit is, uh, of having many, many financial advisor in, uh, interviews uh, and lots of questions from the audience fed to me what they really, really want to know about. Uh, and so I have some questions that I've been asked many, many times that I'd like to get to because uh, it's the stuff that keeps coming back after every time we have a, a financial uh, person, an expert on, they want they want to ask about these things. Now, the number one question i get is life insurance is life insurance a good investment strategy uh for savings and and for you know just building wealth uh i'm gonna give you my uh answer and it's pretty simple the answer is no um life insurance and the word investment should never be put in the same sentence unless it's to say life insurance is not an investment um (laughs) now uh there's there there are tons of scams out there um, they, they run by different names, uh, be your own bank, um, you right. know, infinite <laughs> banking, uh, all these things. Um, and, uh, and, and it all, it sounds so good. Do what the Rockefellers do. I saw somebody has an ebook that says something along those lines. Now, um, all of those things are ways for insurance agents to sell, uh, cash value, uh, life insurance policies, which pay extraordinary commissions. Um, and you know, this is what, this is, this is what I'm on a, on a mission to do is, is to, you know, really just to warn people against spending money on commissions that they don't have to pay. Um, I have been in sales before. Um, when I had my sushi company, uh, I, I was solely responsible for selling my product to, to clients. And so I understand what's, you know, what's involved in that. Um, but, and so salespeople deserve to get paid. There's nothing wrong with that. But when someone is, I, I, I think there's a, there's, there's a fine line and, and maybe something a little different when you're talking about financial products, because then you're, you're starting to mess with people's futures. Um, and when somebody presents themselves as a financial expert and i dislike that word but i'll use it uh, <laughs> yeah. when somebody presents themselves as a financial expert and then they recommend something that is going to cost the person that they're selling it to money over the entire course of their the entire course of their lo- remaining life uh I've, i have a big problem with that um so the answer to your question no <laughs> okay that that that's a good question i like direct uh direct answers but to be clear we're not uh and uh, we're not suggesting people don't buy life insurance. We're, we're su- suggesting don't use it uh, as a for an investment for and, the future. Correct. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. So, in, life insurance is a, is a very valuable part of a financial plan. Um, term life by life insurance as cheaply as possible, and hold it for the length of time that you are responsible for someone else. Wow. So, like during the period of time that that your that your children, uh, say if you have children, or if you're responsible for your your spouse, uh, if you're the say if you're the main uh, breadwinner in the in the family, um, during that period of time, yes, and life insurance can be quite valuable uh, if something were to happen. Um, 
but it's again not an investment it is to control or try to control for some financial risk in in your life right uh the other big question we get in, in email a lot is about 401ks um and, and i know they're a great thing because often you ma- uh, employees will match or partially match your donation but a, a lot of people are they feel like they're, they're in the, their control of their own destiny is being taken away by them and they're giving it over to some stranger and of course all, you know when the stock market is up they they see uh benefits and they say wow this is going great and then when it goes down they get angry and say well this is but that's part of the game so it, it, uh, and a lot of them want to know is it better for me to just kind of learn about this stuff and do it myself and take it out of this even though the, the, there's no employee uh, employer matching I have more control over my own destiny if I do it myself. Your thoughts on that? Um, my thoughts on that is that everyone should take advantage of everyone who has access to a tax advantaged retirement account. In other words, uh, a retirement accounts such as four hundred one ks or IRAs, um, anything that they can get it that they can get themselves involved with that gives you a tax advantage so it lets you not pay taxes on them initially or like a Roth IRA uh, not pay taxes on on the money when you take it out either way you should be maxing out your contributions to those types of vehicles now within that 401k there's no reason why or there should be no reason why that person uh, would feel uh, out of control because of 401k providers usually provide a, a, a decent um, menu of, of, of investments to put, uh, to put the, the, the 401k contributions into. Um, and, you know, I, I've never come across a 401k plan and they might be out there. So don't uh, hold me to it. I'm just saying I haven't come across any that wouldn't let you simply put that money into cash or, or, or money market fund, which then would protect you against the market going down if that's what somebody was worried about. That's interesting. I don't think a lot of people know that. Uh, you know, we just sign up for it and really are not educated enough on it. Uh, um, I did not know that before you just said it. So I'm sure there are, those people asking those questions probably feel uh, the same way. And yeah, that's... Uh, and I'm going to interrupt you one second, Matt, just to, just to, just to follow up on that. Because of, I, what I will say is that a lot of the uh, work that I do with clients when I first uh, take take them on uh, is housekeeping like that, like going through old 401ks that they haven't looked at in sometimes uh, can be 15, 20 years. Um, And, and the choices that they made, the funds that they chose when they were 25, um, you know, are very different than, than the funds that they would choose or or ideally at, at 45. And so, you know, going through that, making sure that um, people aren't again, giving away money to funds that, charge really high fees, which basically all funds charged fees that were way too high 20 years ago. So if you have an old fund, chances are you're totally just giving money away to the fund manager for no reason. Um, so those are things that, 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 yeah, people don't pay attention to. For sure. You just stabbed me in the heart a little bit. Uh, now, I, I'm, I don't, if I cared about it, I really, uh, I would have done something about it by now. But I have three different 401k statements that come uh, to me every month. I never even bother opening them. It's just like junk mail to me. I'm not going to, I know I'm not going to take the money out right now. It's like money that I don't even want to think about. And so I don't even open it up, but they're all old 
I'd say two out of the three are older than 20 years and one's yeah. about 20 years. So, 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 so you're doing, you're doing things half right there, or maybe even more than half right, which is if it's long-term money and you're not going to touch it until you retire, you shouldn't look at it all the time. There's no reason to, but you should look at it every once in a while to make sure that it's invested in what you want it to be invested in so that's funny you said the word retire uh, and i i'm it's, it's funny because earlier this week we were talking about retirement and i said i'm never going to retire and i i expressed my opinion that re, uh, when you retire you you get ready to expire and uh, and somebody just chewed my head off ah you don't know what you're talking about people in florida live great lives and florida's full of people who just out there shuffleboarding and dancing as like nah, I, for my opinion opinion when you stop working you stop having a purpose to life uh things go downhill pretty quick so i don't plan on retiring i but there is at some point where i'm going to want that money back I well that's true and, <laughs> and the, the, the 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 concept of retirement has changed a lot um over even the last decade i'd say uh, and 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 um i'm involved with well, there's a movement that's predates me but but it's called fire i don't know if you heard of that if you had anybody from the fire movement on your show before but, no. but it's called financial independent independence retire early and that's the goal to become financially independent and or not necessarily to retire early um but they don't mean to retire uh to to the shuffleboard uh, scene in florida <laughs> uh you know they they they're thinking more about um retiring to doing something else that they really enjoy but it might not pay them that much i've uh, already so, done that yeah well <laughs> see there you go and and honest, you know so so i never intend i don't intend to, to to retire uh per se either i love what i do the beauty is is that you know i can can i can work with clients from anywhere in the country and um and you know i mean i'm 50 now but so I, I have hopefully touch wood some more years of, of, of working, but uh, in, in front of me and, and, and the good news is in my business, um, uh, people usually trust you more as you get older, as opposed to trusting you less. So, <laughs> right. well, I can hook you up with, with something that'll make you live to 140. Um, oh yeah. The vitamin C. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh we'll see about that i don't i haven't seen too many 140 year olds walking around lately but when i do i'm going to ask them if they take this stuff i can tell you right now you know what if they if if, if, if it gave you five years you wouldn't turn it down right oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's true uh well you know it's qu about quality of life though you know i don't mm -hmm. want i don't want to live long and and be old i want to live long and and still be physically fit and mentally fit and um so uh let's talk about other things uh, i mean you, you talk about we talked about life insurance we talked about iras and 401ks what about uh precious metals and and and, and, and stuff like that uh, commodities and things like that well um so the 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 I don't want to say the best way because of when when I start saying stuff like that, it sounds like you're pushing one thing or another. But but uh, but 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 one way that that has been shown to uh, work in terms of choosing your uh, your 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 investments over the course of time um, is is being diversified. And so uh, there is uh, there's a place for for precious metal exposure in um, your long term in a person's long-term portfolio. Now, should it ever go above maybe single digit percents? Probably not. Uh, in terms of a, in terms of, you know, a, a, a 
proportion. But, you know, different people have different ideas. Uh, it's a speculative investment for the most part. Uh, and so, you know, um, you have to be you have to be ready for it to not perform well. Uh, right. And so <laughs> so so and, and 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 it doesn't always perform like the gold sellers, um, you know, think think and want you to think it's going to, uh, you know, um, I always look back at think and I think of the Krugerrand commercials from the early 80s and uh, they always uh, they always crack me up um, <clears throat> because of you know they the, 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 if you ever remember seeing them they're hilarious you can I YouTube do <laughs> uh, but but uh, but but it, it they often can outperform the S&P um, but it has to be a weird period of time and and you know from the 1980s till I think I heard the statistics or something along the lines of from the 1980s until fairly recently um gold was awful i mean gold and all precious metals were just terrible investments you know went down or or barely treading water um but then over the last like five years it's, they've been pretty good so if you were willing to put it in your portfolio long term and you had bought it in 1990 you're okay you don't care because you know it's a long-term thing um but if you're thinking of doing it and you want your money back or you want to make money in some shorter term uh, time frame, um, that's a difficult one to for any of us to predict. Well, before we go any further, I think we need to talk about this this idea of long term because I think that's it. And I know after the last uh, financial talk we had on this program, I got a call from a friend of mine who said uh, he invested uh Several thousand, seven, you know, tens of thousands of dollars with a a, a mutual friend, and uh, two years ago, and he he's, he's lost a bunch of money already, and he's panicking. And but and I, I said, you know, investment is, like that is never something you can, uh, you know, you really shouldn't think about it. It's it's like gambling to a point where you should never uh, invest money you you can't afford to lose in that mindset. But you should also uh, not think about the daily returns, the monthly returns, or even yearly returns. Think about it in a 20-year plan. I can't do that. I'm looking at it, and I see my money go down. I panic. I think a lot of people have that mindset of, uh, and I know uh, somebody I used to be in a relationship with used to check her statements all the time and argue with her uh, and change brokers all the time and just panic every time things went down a little bit and then celebrate every time things went up a little bit. So can you talk a little bit about the importance of, of uh, a long-term mindset and how people can get past that fear of uh, or, or impulsiveness of oh it went down today it went up today mentality. Yeah. Okay. So that's there's a lot there, um, and and this, and sort of we we sort of touched on it when we first started speaking. Uh, the money psychology of money is is crazy. Um, um, no pun intended, but the uh, and and there's a there's a new book out by a gentleman called Morgan Housel, um, and it might be I can't remember the name of it exactly. It might just be called the Psychology of Money, but but it's we have all sorts of challenges as to as to what we think of money, how we grew up with it. Um, you know, just like our parents affect us through our whole lives, the way they treated money uh, when we were kids makes a, makes a big difference. Um, and yeah, short-term versus long-term, that's, it's really hard for humans. Uh, we're not programmed to, uh, to think long enough term at all, right? We're, th we're, we're fight or flight. We're hunter gatherers. Uh, that's our, that's our innate uh, sort of, uh, selves. Um, but 
from an investment standpoint, I mean, I've heard people say things like anything shorter than 20 years is not long term. Is that anything, you know, long term has to be 20 plus years. Um, and, <laughs> uh, you know, I might not personally su subscribe to it like that. What I usually, I in my, my rule of thumb that I tell people, if they've got because a lot of people like come to me, they're like, "Oh my God, I'm an, I, I want I, I oh suddenly I'm you know 45, 55, whatever I am, and 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 I didn't even think about retiring. Now I'm nervous." I said, "Well, listen, if you've got more than if you've got double digit years before you hope to retire, you can do something about it. You can genuinely do something about it. So that gives you kind of runway, I think, uh, just in my opinion, that you need. Um, but uh, but you're right." Uh, Good example, I think, addressing what you're talking about is that I, I, I worked with a, I worked with a friend of mine for a little while, and um, as a, he's a financial advisor as well, and we were talking about the types of um, software packages that we could use for clients, and I told them that this one that I use um, has a great app uh, that people could download on their phone. They can look at this stuff and blah blah blah. And he he cut me off. He said, "Stop." He's like, "Yeah, mine has that too." Um, I don't even tell my clients about that because of the last thing you want is oh, yeah. to get your is to encourage people to look at their investments every day. Yeah. Yeah. And so so I think that's that's I mean, I, I, I apply sort of that concept uh, across the board. Uh, you know, if you're if, if you don't need the, the, the money tomorrow um, or 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 next decade, um, don't worry about it. If you do need the money next year. Uh, maybe you want to buy a house next year, or maybe you know your 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 kid is 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 twelve, and you know that in four years uh, or five years you're going to need that college money. Um, then that's going to determine where and in what types of in, of 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 vehicles and investments you want to put that money, because that that's that becomes short term money, and right. you don't want to lose that. <laughs> right, and I think the problem is you know. Uh, it's people see their their stack going down and they, they they start to panic about that stuff. It's like it's not like it's not like something else like where I can keep it out of mind. It's my money, damn it! It's my right, money. Right. <laughs> and but uh, none of us have crystal balls, and right, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, um, and 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 we don't know what's going to happen. And I can't tell you. I need both hands to 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 talk to tell you about the number of people who back in March and um were calling me up, not clients, because my clients have they buy into the way I think. Um, but but uh, but friends of mine, they're like, "Oh, you're in the business. You know what should I do? Should I sell everything and go all cash?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, can you imagine?" Like the, <laughs> there, and there are people out there, guaranteed that people that sold all their holdings at the bottom of the market in March, whatever it was, uh, and missed out on you know the the the, the massive recovery that the, that the equities markets have had since then. So it's a uh, and then and the problem is, you know, it's easy to get out, um, but when do you get back in? So what? It, it's very difficult um, to, to, to timing the market. Basically, uh, it never works unless by luck. Right. I want to talk about the markets in just a second, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, um, approach this subject, which is, uh, well, first of all, do you ever tell anybody uh, in your, uh, you probably can't just come out and say, that's a dumb idea. Don't do that. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I, I oh, do. That's oh, my yeah. job. Okay. I mean, well, one, I do. I, I that's my personality, um, and, and it rubs <laughs> some people the wrong way sometimes. But it is what it is. Uh, I'm probably not going to change now. Um, okay. 
but uh, but but no, but that's exactly my job. And I used to I used to describe people would say, well, what do you really do? What financial advisor? What does that really do? What does that really mean? I was like, well, my job is to tell people no, and they want to do something stupid. Right. So well, you uh, you hit it on the head. <laughs> well, I, I uh, I'm hoping you you give me something I agree with. But if not, then I'm wrong. But <laughs> I uh, I have a wife who is uh, very much into cryptocurrency and putting a lot of money into that. And I'm just like, uh, I would you know just stick with something that's tried and true. With and the more I say that, the more she puts into it. And I just like, please, can we just stop and leave it where where it is now? Uh, what what's your feeling on cryptocurrency as an investment opportunity? Um, cryptocurrency allows another avenue to diversify your investment portfolio. <laughs> but again, I would I would probably, in my personal view, I would consider it a speculative investment. I would consider it um, something along the lines of precious metals. So if you have uh, if you have allocated, I'm just making numbers up because of right, everybody. Right, right, right. But if you said, okay, I want seven percent of my overall holdings in something like gold or crypto, okay, add it all up, the gold and the crypto, and maybe you have no gold, maybe you just have crypto. That's fine, whatever. But but again, it, it should it should follow um, your investment strategy um and and as long as it does then that's fine yeah and, but you know when you talk about volatility i mean it's insanely volatile i mean it can go up ten thousand and down uh, ten thousand in a day uh mm-hmm. so it and, you know if you're of that mindset of not thinking long term you will absolutely go out of your mind following yes. that stuff day to day and 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 so here's so advisors and 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 people that have been in the business way longer than than I have um are always asked about what kind of portfolios what's the what's the ideal portfolio and you'll get guys who are who run computer programs and do all these analyses and all that kind of stuff but the best way that I've I've heard it put in a sense is the best portfolio for any particular person because we're all different so there isn't any one best portfolio the best per- portfolio for for any particular person is the portfolio that is going to allow them to stick with it through the ups and the downs so uh if if having some exposure to crypto is actually allowing um you and your wife to 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 keep the money in the market then that's actually a good thing um, so I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it mostly it just provides us something to fight about a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, now back to the the stock market in general. Now I think, um, how do I put this? I think the the if the it feels to the general public and uneducated people like me who who look at financial stuff and say uh, uh it feels like the system is set up to intimidate people like me it to feel like it's too complicated you turn on CNBC and all you see are numbers and arrows and and numbers changing and and people shouting and screaming and you're like wait a minute I, I don't know what's going. I'm scared now. I got to click it off. It's like I'm watching a horror movie and I'm nervous now. My anxiety is going through the roof. It feels like the system is set up so that we need to hire a stockbroker and we can't do it ourselves. Do you, do you agree with that? First, first, my impression on that it, it feels like we're purposely uh, made to feel intimidated so that we have to 
pay somebody a fee to manage our money. Um, yes. Boom. I mean, you know, the, 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 another easy answer. Um, I was worried about where you were going with that because if I don't want to, I, the last thing I want to do is, is for people ever to think that uh, a particular level of education or, uh, or whatever is required um, to be able to, 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 to handle your own money correctly. Uh, and so I don't want that. So, but then you, you switched gears, which I was glad. Oh, for sure. I mean, the, the whole, the business is without a doubt set up um, so that people give as much money as possible to um, essentially to the banks and the financial services industry. Um, and how do you do that? You add complexity. Every time you add a layer of something, you can clip a layer off for yourself in profit. Um, and, and, and I'm telling you, I, I, I know this from uh, experience because, I mean, I worked my my previous financial career uh was in just about the most complex uh a corner of the of the financial markets uh, i was i was in the end i was a, a i was a cdo manager of collateral debt obligations they're the things that blew up or helped to blow up the economy uh in 2008 9 um and we made those deals so so complex you know thousands of loans poured into a bucket and, 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 and slicing and dicing up bonds and bond payments out in, in, in all sorts of different ways. Um, because every time we made a different product, we could charge more for it. Right. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Well, when I said education, I wasn't talking about like college degrees, but uh, as people do, uh, if you're going to get going to manage your own money and invest in the stock market, it's really important to know the difference between the Standard and Poor's and the Dow and the Nasdaq and all that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah, sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And and the beauty is there's so much information now. I mean, the internet is good. It's bad. It's otherwise. But one of the good things is, is that you can find, um, you can find groups of folks to talk to you can find the, the the information it's out there um even if it's as simple as as finding you know uh a, a three or four books that you could buy and read uh and put yourself in a much better position right but it, just, it always feels to me like um like again when i put on those finance whether it's cnbc or whatever is uh, fox uh business news whatever it is it's like they just throwing numbers at me just to, to, to make me feel like I got to get on the phone and call my broker and, and, and pay him to do something. Even if I don't know what that is that I want him to do, uh, I'm just now my anxiety is so high. I feel like I need to take action yep. when I, the best thing in a lot of cases is to do nothing, right? Once you've got your, your, your investment portfolio set, the best option is often nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, 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 so Jack Bogle, that was one thing he was famous for saying, um, which is that he'd say, he's like, don't just do something, stand there. <laughs> and because of literally that's the, yeah. And, and, and so the, you know, we, financial advisory in the financial services industry, they get, they get, they do get a little bit of guff and deservedly so for, saying oh you've got to just keep with it stick with it and keep pouring money into it um and uh and don't take it out and and obviously that benefits the the the, the industry because of the more money you keep in any particular institution if it's managed under a certain model this assets under management model then you're going to pay them more money every year yes um that aside uh 
it is often best not to do something. Just like I was saying, all the people who might have wanted to jump out of the market in March uh, uh, of this year, um, they'd be pretty sad if they did. Right. Uh, and uh, so it, it, day trading, I, I have a lot of people who, you know, people who want to, a lot of people, and I'm not, I'm, I hate to generalize like this, but a lot of people just looking for a quick fix, something, um, and I've said this before, and they're, look, they're looking for that lottery win in, in the stock market or w w in any kind of investment type of thing. Mm -hmm. And so uh, a lot of people I know were encouraged to get into day trading because uh, it, it seemed like a, a way to get rich because there are so many people, you know, advertising. This is how I got rich. Um, is that, you know, is that a recommended thing that people take on like stock and then watch their computer all day for ups and downs and stuff like that? Um, it's recommended by the people that, that are selling the courses, uh, yeah, that yeah. recommend them. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, the chances of a person, uh, consistently being able to do that and make money, uh, is extremely small. Uh, right. I don't have the data in front of me, but uh, I I am not sure why you would want to complicate your life in that in that way. Um, I, I I know I I have a friend of mine who that's how he makes his living. So theoretically, he he's doing it. Um, I haven't looked at his bank statement, but uh, you know, uh, you know, if you want to, I'm all about simplifying your your life, including your financial life. All that just seems to be adding additional layers of stress to it. Right, so right. Do that. Uh, you know. <laughs> I think that goes back to what we were talking about before. Where uh, and this the the, the catchphrase "financial independence" has, has been something that we hear all the time. And mm -hmm. retire early, and it's about living the life you want to live. And is living the life you want to live uh, sitting in front of a computer all day watching numbers go up and down? That's not my. Uh, idea of of the life i want to live and if it is yours then maybe day trading is for you but if if you want to do something more creative with your life and really enjoy your life even if that's as simple as playing shuffleboard mm -hmm. uh uh that day trading stuff is not the way to go because you're, you're tying yourself to a, a uh, anxiety machine, a stress. You just—it's basically you might as well just uh, have a stress test every day and watch your watch your yeah. own stress go up and down. Yeah, and and you're also gonna you're also pretending that you have a crystal ball. Right. I don't have one. <laughs> well, I, I've pissed a, a, a few more than one financial advisor off of my get rich quick scheme. You want to hear it? <laughs> oh, you know I do. Maybe I can get rich too. No, uh, well, everybody tells me, don't do it. That's a stupid idea. And they're right. It is a stupid idea, but it's just something I noticed. Every election day, no matter who wins, we, we see, first of all, a, a quick sudden drop and then a jump within, within a day. So my, my, <laughs> my plan is to dump all your money into stocks, into the Dow, the day before election day, and then after that bump, the day I cash out as soon as you see the bump on the day after election day. <laughs> well, you know what? Listen, hey, why don't you try that for like 20 years in a row? Um, and it was only, that would only be like, for, what, five elections? Four, yeah, uh, four. 
And so, uh, and then I, and then we can get back on the show, uh, just like you're doing the vitamin <laughs> okay. C challenge. Uh, you know, so in, in, in 20, in 2040, we'll see whether it worked. Uh, I'm, to- there- I'm told if I do that, I'm not going to have a show. I'm probably going to be living in a box somewhere. <laughs> well, I, so, so, the, so, so there, the funny thing is that the stock market d- does respond to elections. Um, and, but 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 you don't know exactly again you're trying to time the market um right. you there are there are there are i know a, a certain researcher who i who i like a lot who recommends that election years uh, are the years that you should rebalance your portfolio uh, a lot of you know some advisors tell their clients they're going to rebalance monthly or semi-annually or whatever at least annually um Again, the, the 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 fewer times that you can touch your stuff, every time you touch your stuff, you probably are generating fees for someone else, and so um, that's not that's that's going to take away from your returns. But you know, that might be something that 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 you could look into doing on election years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, you mentioned before about you know parents and our upbringing uh, having a lot to do with our financial mindset. I grew up uh, the son of a bookmaker in, in a gambling household. Uh, <laughs> my father was a compulsive gambler. So that well, I'm not has, laughing at that then. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, that has a lot to do with my screwed up mentality towards money anyway to, be, to begin with. Uh, I want to talk about this um, overword use that we hear and because we, we talked in your I talked about it in your intro a little bit about uh, emotional stress during this time with the pandemic and all this stuff. And uh, we've heard three times in my lifetime now, uh, right around, I think it was uh, 2001 or so, and then 2008. And, uh, and then in March of this year, we've heard the word depression used this is going to be as close this recession is going to be as close to the great depression as anything you've ever seen and people start to panic and the anxiety level goes up and i what from my perspective it's like people need to get a history book and look up what the great depression was really about because all three of those things didn't come close uh, to what the great depression was and of course we didn't have the safety nets and all the stuff we had then but uh that word why did why do they insist on using that is it is it intentionally meant to scare us is it why why use the word depression um <laughs> clickbait uh you know it's it's it, it, um writers reporters have deadlines they have to hit um they need to get people excited they need to get them interested um if if like nuance is is something that has been you know more and more uh looked down upon and it doesn't it doesn't do any industry people any good to to say well you know it's pretty bad but it's not so bad if i look back at that you're not going to catch anybody uh you know to tune in at seven um to talk (laughs) about uh how 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 it was you know it was kind of bad but then it got better and then then it falls on you though right because you're the guy who has to talk people off the ledge uh you know you're the guy who people are going to turn to with their anxiety so it falls on you to kind of um steady the the emotional ship then uh and, and how do you go about doing that well that's where the relationship um comes come comes in um and and you're you're entirely correct um you know i mean i like to to speak out against certain financial advisors uh 
their 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 fee model. I don't like the way they take too much money from people. But here's the big but: if they're doing their job right, um, they are no matter how they're charging people. If they can keep people from doing hurtful and damaging things to their own financial world, then they're then they're doing a service to to, to their clients. Um, and it is just a conversational thing. And lots of times you just need to talk somebody down uh, off the ledge. Sometimes it really is just that conversation that you're that that you mentioned. Just 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 have just because okay, here's a here's another example that I think is a is a is a pretty good one in terms of um t- talking someone off off the ledge and how does how this how this might happen. Um so you've got a client that says, um, I'm really nervous about the market. Um if it uh, if it goes down to x i'm i'm going to sell everything I'm like okay, okay and then when so when do we want to get back in if you sell everything okay well i'm let's wait till it recovers to you know uh, you know a thousand points above x you're going to lose money then right I said, so what you, that's so all you've done is is explain to me a way to lo- to guarantee yourself a loss of that thousand uh, points, uh, how much, how much money that would, that would translate into. And I actually had the guy on the other end of the phone, you know, just sort of go silent for a minute and, ah, well, when you put it that way, it doesn't sound like such a great idea. <laughs> you know what? It's it, it, cause you used the word that I use uh, several times is talk people off the ledge. I've mm-hmm. used that. Uh, it seems to me, and this just me with my weird sense of humor that Part of the uh, preparedness to be what you are, a financial advisor, uh, it, part of that education should be require six months on the suicide hotline. <laughs> well, you know, uh, that probably wouldn't hurt. Um, and, the, and, 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 and the other thing that helps, and this is nothing against people who were breaking into the business because everybody's got to start somewhere. But um, and there are, you know, 70 year olds that 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 don't know any better either. But um, folks that have been through it. So like you mentioned 2000. Um, so, you know, so in, in my career, uh, you know, I started out, there was a, in the early nineties, there was a bit of a downturn. Uh, I went through that. And, and in fact, my first job on wall street, um, uh, the day that I was scheduled to leave to go back to business school, um, that very same day we were supposed to do a go, go for a, a goodbye lunch for me. Um, they fired half of the trading desk because of the fed federal reserve, you know, raised rates and things went sideways and, and they fired a whole bunch of people. Um, and so I, I rode that out in, 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 in graduate school. Uh, and then I started, I went back and then, we had the the dot com bust in two, in in two thousand, and then we had the uh, you know the financial crisis of, of 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 ten or so years ago, and now this the you know and and all of those things were different reasons why there was some sort of crash, um, and and the recoveries took different paths, and this one will take another path too. Um, and the only thing I do know is that is that I don't know what path it will take. Um, and I and and what I but but the thing that I think I do know is that when we if we try to pretend that we know which way it's going to go and make our moves based on pretending that we think what's we know the future that's where we run into trouble. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, assuming you, you you have a crystal ball can be a dangerous thing, even, mm-hmm. whether it's finances or no matter what. Yep. Um, what is your um, we know about 2008 and what caused all that. Now, I'm seeing lots of people, especially in what I do and uh, people who want to come on the show. Most of them I have refused because it's something I don't want to promote. Uh, people starting to promote this idea of buying no money down, buying real estate, no money down. Uh, uh, are we headed back towards exactly where we were in 2008? Um, well, I don't overall again and and this is this is again speculative so we're just talking opinions and 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 i'll give you mine uh overall i don't feel it's the same as 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 in um 2008 and the period leading up up to up to that um and that's mainly because i was it was i was so intimately involved in that and i used to go on to i used to do due diligence i used to inspect companies that were lending all these uh people um on crazy loans um in terms of you know no again no money down but also no verification of of an, of employment no verification of assets <laughs> and all that kind of thing and so you know i saw that happening live um and 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 it and it started to 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 smell really bad um and 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 despite my feelings that that things weren't going to go well i you know i i didn't i didn't profit off of that because of you know i just i couldn't predict a future either uh, uh even even back then but all that said um despite the fact that we're seeing some of these weird products and lending and lending like that again um it's it's i think it's as i understand it it's a much smaller percentage of the lending market um um, it's still fairly tight uh, to, to to get a loan, um, and despite again what you see, uh, so that's what's encouraging people to come up with these new businesses and business structures to do crowdfunding and to do um, uh, you sort of um, uh, socialized lending and, and these types of things, um, syndicated loans for uh, normal people in in in, in the old days uh, of of ten plus years ago those old days um <laughs> only 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 financial institutions could participate in syndicate in syndicating a loan which is basically you know participating in a in a bigger loan and taking a chunk of the loan things like that so those things are happening um they do make me uncomfortable um because of they are inherently more risky um yeah. and shocker more costly because you've inserted somebody else into the equation and that person needs to get paid right. um and so uh Long-winded way of saying um, I don't think the same types of concerns um, are there, uh, but you know who knows. Um, you know, I, I've is been that because uh, banks aren't buying up packages of these loans and, and kind of just like not not paying attention, to looking, thinking like they did with the uh, in two thousand eight, where they were just buying a thousand loans and and hoping that most of them were good, but if there are certain certain ones, we know are just going to be garbage loans and we're going to lose money on it and we don't care about not really looking at the numbers just buying packages and selling packages and that is that not happening with this current state because i'm seeing i get probably 20 a week of people who have no money down plan uh, uh investment plans and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. i just i won't have them on the show for the most part because i feel like i'm going to be promoting bad things <laughs> yeah i mean you're you that's you're <laughs> 
that would qualify under and 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 under my thought processes as, as as something that's again incredibly speculative, incredibly risky. Um, yeah. And uh, and so you know if if that's what somebody who's really wants to do and they've and they've set themselves up to be okay financially if it all goes wrong. Right. Oh, hey, that's a different story, right? Sort of just like the day trading guy. If, right. If the day trader has a big pot of money that he's not worried about and he just wants to day trade with this with the with the with the stuff that he can lose, then I guess that's fine. Um but uh you know, uh I'm thinking more in terms of yes, they're not the securitization of those loans isn't as as big as it was back then um and and not everybody is buying all these uh crazy bonds and they're not uh, they're not creating synthetic versions of, of those same, um, you know, low credit bonds and, and placing them into structures that purport to make them triple a bonds. You know, I mean, we could yeah. go down a rabbit hole on that kind of stuff, but yeah. that's my, just cause it's my old, uh, bailiwick. And, uh, it's just one of those things where, yeah, I mean, if I had a, some, some concerns, that's probably not where I'm placing them. Right. Well, uh, we are running out of time, but I, I if I, I want to be respectful of your time, but I, there are a couple more questions I just want to ask you. You said a couple of times, uh, uh, now you don't have a crystal ball. Nobody does. Uh, but is there anything that you can say to offer people, uh, some kind of hope or a uh, good feeling about, uh, uh, this period that we're going through right now? Well, yeah. I mean, I think people are, there's a lot of people are working together. We're seeing, we're seeing, uh, we see a lot of negatives on the, on the, in the press. We see a lot of the political environment is, is unstable. Um, but if you think about it, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I can, I go from my life and I see, and I walk outside and I see all the people that, that are night, that are really being responsible in terms of wearing masks and, and they're, they, they're trying to help out their fellow, uh, citizens. Um, and 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 you know they're worried about their kids and kids in school all that stuff this is all positive it's it i think it's encouraging a little bit of community that maybe we had forgotten about and that's a positive thing to me um and then the 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 the, the other thing i would say is that you know we're pretty um resilient uh, society and and especially in the u.s um we've we've made it through a lot of these periods um and if you then you're it's hard when you're sitting there during it it kind of sucks that we can't go out to the, all the restaurants we like to go to and whatnot but um you know and it sucked in 1977 in new york city but then all of a sudden in 1987 it was the go-go 80s right and you look back and you're like oh my gosh the, the world has changed um so yeah. uh, you know uh, the the trend line is usually up let's put it that way very good stuff, I, I, and I hope you're right about that. And I, I think you're right about the resilience. As I mentioned, we've been through, in my lifetime, three of these things where they they said the word depression at me, and I was like, you know, it, it, we've lived through all of them. And life, my life, quality of life hasn't changed much through all of that. I've never uh, been like somebody in Great Depression on a bread line yet, yeah. knock, on, knock on wood, uh, and hopefully that continues. But uh, I think sometimes that's, that's the big takeaway for me is don't, don't let the news of the day really uh, get you depressed because they, they haven't been right yet about that, the catastrophe of, of what's happening. No, and uh, I, I, think that's, I think that's exactly right. The... Uh, um, the bears are always right every once in a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, long term, uh, from 1789 till now, it's kind of hard to find a better place to have 
put your money or lived. Um, so uh, I have I have your website up. It's been scrolling across forever here since we started. It's uh, johnstodge.com. Uh, how do people get uh, it started with you, or, or what's the first step in getting started? Is it just go to the website and fill out a, a consultation form, or what, what are they Yeah, doing? yeah, yeah. They can, they can go to my – so you've got my personal website there. My personal website has a little bit more about me, and then it has a, it has a portal through to, to my, um, my financial services company, which is, uh, which is called Verbatim financial um and uh so they can go to they can also go to verbatimfinancial.com but but either way i'll take them there um dig in a little bit more about about what i'm what i'm about um and uh and if they yeah if they really are if they're interested in, in reaching out just there's a there's a reach out button on the top of the on the top of the uh, website I'm always right. happy to, to talk with people. Great. I, I was looking for ver- verbatim. Uh, it's just verbatim.com? Verbatimfinancial.com. Verbatimfinancial.com. That's why I couldn't find it. Okay. Uh, so, uh, thank you for that. I will put that link in the description as well, make it very easy for people so they don't have to dig around. Yeah, uh, I, just before I let you go, I got, I've been uh, wanting to ask you about it this whole hour. Uh, it looks like there's a Telecaster in the back there. Is that what that is? And- um, that's an old Godin. Um, so oh. <laughs> I, yeah, but it's but it is the Telecaster shape for uh, for an acoustic electric. Yeah. Oh, okay. You put you play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, uh, okay. uh, not ever as well as I ever wanted to, but uh, you know. <laughs> Golden's a good guitar. It's actually probably better than a uh, uh, American-made Fender Telecaster than it, at this point in time. It's yeah, and that and that one is. Uh, I had to search around for it. I only found I found it uh, like three five years ago. Um, uh, because of the first few, the first you know, the edition of them were better than than the ones they're making now. So it's well, like anything else, right? <laughs> enjoy it. Uh, it. It looks like a beauty. I, I want to go back there and pick it up, but. Uh, <laughs> Maybe another time. Well, yeah. John, thank you so much for, for your insight, and, and I, I wish you great success. I hope some people get involved with you and, and, and uh, take up uh, the, the websites and check you out and, and, and take it from there. So, No, I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. And uh, guess what? I will be tuning in to find out how the vitamin C you know, treated you. October 29th. Well, I'll be there. You know what? Um, what the, oh, actually, if I live to uh, 140, it'll be uh, – 2099 august 30th 2099 i'm gonna have my 140th birthday party on here so tune in for that oh yeah Uh, god willing i'll try (laughs) okay (laughs) uh great great to have you here nice to meet you bye jeff yeah thanks man this episode is brought to you by put me in the story put me in the story creates personalized books for kids by taking best-selling children's picture books and well-loved characters and allowing you to create personalized books that make your child the star of the story alongside their favorite characters. Save 25% store-wide when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code SAVE25. We're also sponsored by Lovely. Lovely is your online stop for modern, irresistible, and affordable women's clothing. Never before has dressing yourself been so easy. Lovely's carefully curated selection of apparel, accessories, and outerwear are always on trend and always available at the web's best prices. Lovely is dedicated to delivering high-quality clothing to women that will make them look and feel their best. They believe every woman has the right to dress well and shouldn't have to spend a lot to love how she looks. They make it easy to wear outfits you love every day, giving you the confidence to take on the world. Lovely.com summer fashion trends are now 40% off. 
starting at just $5.99. Get an extra 18% off when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code JFT18. We're also sponsored by VaporDNA. Founded in 2013, VaporDNA is the premier online vape store offering an industry-leading selection of electronic cigarettes, e-liquids, and accessories. Their friendly and knowledgeable customer service team is always ready to provide the best customer service experience to ensure you find what you're looking for. They guarantee their products to be 100% genuine and at the lowest possible price. They're so confident in their selection and customer service, they offer their customers a 45-day refund policy. Save 20% when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code ORIONQ. Uh, John Stiles, good stuff uh, and really down-to-earth guy. And uh, I think... um, True to what his uh, bio says and uh, what what the intro I mentioned, with, he, he seems to be more interested in um, helping people uh, improve their lives, improve their financial situation, rather than finding ways to you know just charge people more money for financial advice or, or financial packages or whatever you want to call them. Uh, and so I appreciate his time and I hope you, you do too. And I hope you'll check out his websites. I hope you enjoyed this program. I hope you come back, tell your friends about it, uh, subscribe, go to my YouTube channel up there, or is it up there? Uh, at, and subscribe there uh, and go to minddogtv.com and get on my mailing list so you know we're going to have great guests on and questions and comments from me as you always do and please people one thing I, I read what you're what you're sending me i got 10 emails last night that i couldn't figure out what the people were trying to say a paragraph long of people who look like they were uh distracted in the middle of writing so if you have questions and comments you know i welcome them i read every single one but try to make it legible in some sense and make sense in some way uh and i thank you for your time and uh until to uh tomorrow at 8 p.m uh, when my guest is Jason, what what is his name now? I got to pick it up. Jesse Mark Moore, who is a uh, comedian turned sex worker. Uh, so that should be an interesting program. So until then, uh, join me then at 8 p.m. tomorrow night. Until then, I'm Matt Napple for the Mind Dog TV podcast. Thanks for coming in. Bye for now. Well, I'm the kind of guy who likes to sleep in I'm just have a straight